0: Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome, friends. We want to thank you for listening to Walk with God and just Listeners, knowing that there are people listening all around the world in some 52, 53 countries now, thank you. Thank you for listening, not just to Walt and me as we are teaching through God's Word, but thank you for just participating and wanting to learn more about what God's Word teaches us and how we should walk each day, walk with God. So thank you. We're currently teaching through the book of Esther. Wow, what a book to be teaching through right now with what is happening in this world. And I I just have to tell you that Walt and my hearts are have been and are just very heavy. And we continue to pray for the peace in uh, in Israel, the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for people Innocent people who have been injured, who have lost loved ones, our hearts go out to them. And this book of Esther takes us to the reality this book is a true story. It is a true story. It's not made up, friends. It's filled with great suspense, good versus evil, power, prestige in a royal court, and following communication between Queen Esther and Mordecai, she sends this message to her uncle. We're in Esther 4, just looking at those last two verses from our previous lesson. Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf. And do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. That's where we ended. What happened during those three days of fasting? Well, remember, earlier in that chapter of chapter four, there was great fear, there was weeping, mourning, great lamenting when the Jews throughout 120 provinces of the kingdom learned about the king's decree. And while prayer is not specifically mentioned in the book of Esther, when people fast through all of history, thousands of years, they typically turn their focus and their time to God. These are Jewish people. And they've been told the history of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Remember the mighty deeds of the Lord. Remember, he rescued his people from Egypt. He brought them into the land of promise. You know, those three days of fasting, Queen Esther was preparing herself. And I believe she was asking for wisdom, guidance. And direction, how should she address the king? So, today, let's begin. Let's continue now in chapter 5. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace in front of the king's quarters. While the king was sitting on his royal throne inside the throne room opposite the entrance to the palace, And when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court, she won favor in his sight. And he held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. And then Esther approached, and she touched the tip of the scepter. And and Brenda, even as you're reading that,
1: this suspense and intrigue builds here, because Queen Esther, she hasn't been summoned. She's coming there on her own, and and with that is um, is there 's intrigue there 's danger. she stands in the inner court in front of the palace in front of the king 's quarters, and he can see her, but she has to be welcomed in. And after we read verse 1, we should have this strong sense of of the palace, the throne room, the king sitting on his royal throne. And we know Queen Esther is beautiful. She's already won the heart and the affection of the king, won a beauty contest. But verse 2 confirms this. She won favor in his sight, and he holds out this golden scepter. So she approaches the throne. She touches the tip of the scepter. And remember, if he doesn't hold this out to her, she will lose her life This very day, continuing on in the text, verse 3, And the king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given you even to the half of my kingdom. And Esther said, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to a feast that I have prepared for the king. And the king said, Bring Haman quickly so that we may do as Esther has asked. So the king and Haman came to the feast that Esther had prepared and the king asked her what is it what's your quest he knows that if Esther has come there's something going on but she's coming uninvited into the throne room she must have a specific quest and, and what she says is hey come I'm putting on a, a, a nice feast um I want you to come and and she knew that if he does not act kindly to her her life is in danger she will die this day But the king says, okay, that's your request, we'll do this.
0: You know, and Walt, as we've talked through this particular chapter and just prepared to record today, we've been talking about what she actually was willing to do that day. She did put her very life in danger, and she had not been called, as you said, the king didn't summon her. And so- and there's
1: royal protocol there. I mean, right. you, you don't just go in to see the king. There's danger and intrigue and all this. But, but she did put her life
0: on the line and, and the text makes that very clear. Yeah, and I, um, you know, we have to, we'd have to go back, which we won't take the time to do that right now. But remember in our previous lessons, uh, especially in chapter two, we saw that Esther, before she was chosen to be the, the queen, that she found favor with the eunuchs that were put in charge of the harem. And so here, once again, we find in the text that she has found favor with the king. And so this woman is in a place where she's supposed to be. It's not stated that God put her here in this book. God's name isn't mentioned, but she is... I believe, you believe as well, she's right where God wants her. For such a time as this. Exactly. So we continue now in chapter five. Uh, I want to just point out it. there's another feast, a feast happening. The king and Haman arrive at the feast that Esther's prepared, the Food has been served, her guests enjoy the food that, I mean, you can only imagine how succulent, how beautiful, how, you know, anything they could possibly choose was set before them. And now in verse six, as they were drinking wine after the feast, so their bellies are full, they're enjoying a glass of wine, the king says to Esther, "'What is your wish? It shall be granted you.'" And what is your request? Even to the half of my kingdom, it shall be fulfilled. We discussed, Walt, that this is actually not giving her, you know, this full 60 provinces of the kingdom, but rather it's kind of a, an oriental custom. It's, it's, um, hospitality, so to speak. Uh, it's not going to actually literally happen. And Esther answered, my wish and my request is dot dot dot. <laughs> if I have found favor in the sight of the king. well, we know that she just had found his favor earlier today. and if it please the king to grant my wish and fulfill my request, let the king and Haman come to the feast that I will prepare for them and tomorrow. I will do, as the king has said. And as I have read through this chapter many times over the past few days, you know, Esther stood before the king. She knew her very life was in his hands. However, she had asked Mordecai and the Jews in Susa to fast for three days with her. She prepared herself. She was seeking guidance, direction. She needed wisdom. And it takes me a head to heart to Proverbs 31, verses 25 to 27. We read, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she smiles at the future. She opens her mouth in wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. I'm reminded, this is how I should, how you should approach each and every day. Seek the Lord for his strength. Walk into each situation with dignity. Why? Not because of who I am, but because I am coming, representing the Lord. I am his servant. Acknowledge that I need his wisdom, his wisdom to fill my mind, giving me great discernment as I deal with different people, various situations throughout my day. And then that reminder, the teaching of kindness, to be on my tongue. You know, Esther's example is set before us. Prepare your mind and heart. Stand with strength and dignity. Walk in wisdom. And she did that as she prepared to make her request known to the King. You know,
1: Brenda, even as you're talking and we work our way through the text, sometimes we can sanitize this. We almost say, oh, isn't this a great story? I mean, Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are going to die if if this request isn't made, if something doesn't change. The Jewish people are in danger of being wiped out, and that's happened over and over and over. And even as we're looking at events this week, we, we say, oh, you know, their lives are in danger. Well, continuing on in verse 9, And Haman went out that day joyful and glad of heart, But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was filled with wrath against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself, and he went home, and he sent and brought his friends and his wife, Zeresh. And Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, and the number of his sons, and all the promotions with which the king had honored him, and how he had advanced him above all the other officials and the servants of the king.
0: Uh, Wait. I gotta. We've got to pause here a minute. Well, he's he's up in verse nine. Um, Haman's filled with wrath against Mordecai because this one man didn't tremble before him, didn't bow before him, didn't. But. But here he's listing, I mean, verse 11, he's listing the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, all the promotions, how he's been advanced. He should be filled with gratitude. His heart should overflow with contentment. But there was just one thing wrong, wrong in his life. Well, and, and not only that. I mean, you should see, he's got it all together. And yeah. there's this one
1: guy. And he's this got one a great guy, bank account. He's got a, a great bank account. It looks like he's the number two guy in the kingdom. And, and now the queen, the favorite queen, is, is honoring him. It's only he and the king and the queen. I mean, and as, as Haman continues, then Haman said... Even Queen Esther let no one but me, do you, do you hear the pride? Yeah. Come yeah, with the deep. king, come with the king to the feast she prepared. And tomorrow I'm also invited by her together with the king another time. Yet all this is worth nothing to me so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Do you hear the, the hatred? Do you hear the wrath in his voice? Then his wife, Sarah, and all his friends said to him, let a gallows 50 cubits high be made, and in the morning, tell the king to have Mordecai hanged upon it. Then you can go joyfully with the king to the feast. And this idea pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. Now, again, we, even as he said, let's, a 50 cubits high, translated, that's like 75 feet. It's equal to an eight-story house. This is as tall as the city walls. This is, this is to be an example that this guy, Mordecai, was going to be made an example that the everyone around would see. Everyone would know that Haman had put him to death. Everyone would know that Haman has his plan is in place and he's going to wipe out not just Mordecai but all of the Jews. And again, the height of the gallows. I mean, it's it's just it's crazy. It's exorbitant, but but it's consistent with what we know of Haman's vanity and his desire for, for for revenge. Haman hates this guy. Not only does he hate him, he hates all of his people, and he's going to wipe out a whole race because of his hatred. And his wife and their friends, they suggest this plan, and we're going to get rid of not all the irritation, not just Mordecai, we're going to get rid of all of his people. And with this business out of the way, Haman could then go to Esther's banquet, and he would be happy and everything would be just just honky dory and so he builds the gallow and he says i can't wait to to murder this guy tomorrow
0: yeah and i i want us to s- just step back for one moment and look consider this about chapter 5 in esther compare chapter 5 to our previous chapters um because the previous chapters literally cover years, especially, I, I believe, one, two, and three. I think we talked about four starts to slow down because Mordecai, remember, is in sackcloth and he's um, sitting in ashes and he's mourning and there's great lamenting there in chapter four. And so it slows down. Their conversation goes back and forth. The eunuch is the messenger between Mordecai outside of the palace, Esther inside, and they the, that conversation but when we get to chapter five, this chapter is one day long, one day. Esther, they, they've, she's done the three days of fasting of which she requested of Mordecai and all the Jews in Susa. She and her young women fasted three days, night and day. And then she puts her robes on. She goes before the king. Her request is would you and Haman come to a feast I prepared, and now we're we are at the end of the chapter for this particular day,
1: yeah, and it seems like the story slows down, and we're we're kind of going back and forth I mean you should be um having a great feast, and this should be a great day but but Mordecai is not he he still is is getting under Haman's skin, and I love it that the intrigue is. Thick and rich in this chapter,
0: yeah, and we've we've used this word before in a couple of our previous lessons, but once again, this chapter's pivotal. it is absolutely a turning point in this story of what is happening and what is taking place, so to speak, Esther invites the king and Haman to a feast, but so to speak, she is setting the table she is setting the table well, head to heart as we close today these questions for myself, for you as our listener, Walt and I have been talking through this head to heart also. What fills my heart? What fills your heart? Is it pride? Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. What fills my heart? Do I humble myself before the Lord? Do I seek his wisdom, guidance, and direction? is it my true desire to walk in wisdom as the lord would guide me and again going back to proverbs 31:25 she opens her mouth he opens his mouth in wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on their tongue let's close in prayer lord as we bow before you today we confess that we can lean into pride we can have a spirit that is haughty, that's all about me and all about counting my blessings and all the good things in my life. But Lord, we come before you and we ask that you would give us the strength we need. Lord, would you fill us with your wisdom, fill our hearts and minds Not that we would live for our own pleasure, for our own joy, for our own good things. But Lord, that we truly would open our mouth in wisdom and that the words that come off our tongues would be kind toward others. Help us today as we continue in our walk with God, that we would serve you all the days of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.